Welcome to the RSP NFL Scouting Glossary. I'm Matt Waldman with the Rookie Scouting Portfolio, and today we're going to illustrate how TCU quarterback Max Dugan of the 2023 NFL Draft Class accounts for ancillary coverage and how he does that to deliver an optimal target to his fellow draft classmate, wide receiver Quentin Johnston. Now, what is ancillary coverage? Before we get started with what we see on the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, you can find it at Matt Waldman's RSP Film Room. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's been around forever, and you're going to get information like this. It's going to help you learn more about the game. Now, and there's multiple ways to describe ancillary coverage among coaches. I'm sure, you know, I call it ancillary coverage because it's a player or players who provide necessary support to the primary coverage of the area of the target. I also use the term peripheral coverage because I'm often noting a player not in the area of the target, but he's close enough to become involved with defending it. Either way, ancillary coverage is a defender or a defend is a defender not primarily responsible for the receiver's route or providing support to the receiver's route. And you can see it in multiple ways. It could be a defender in the adjacent zone to the target. So for instance, at on this particular play that you we're going to watch, you know, what you'll see is, you know, for instance, let's just say in theory that on this particular snap, this linebacker, this inside linebacker drops into the flat and the receiver is running a route that breaks into that flat. Well, you may have the cornerback who's primarily assigned to that receiver, but the defender who's dropping into the area of where the break's going to be is an ancillary target okay so and he may have the angle to work into that targeted zone and attack the ball or receiver now it could also be a defender say the same linebacker say he's assigned to this running back and the running back maybe pre-motion goes out to the slot and runs a route that's in the same zone as quentin johnston's route and that linebacker may see during his coverage or work towards this running back that he sees that the quarterback is clearly going to throw this ball to the wide receiver and he peels off his primary assignment to attack the the target either the ball or the defender and provide that support it could also be that a safety and that's what we're going to see on this particular play where we have a safety who's assigned to an area the safety in the right flat right here, he's going to actually um, work to the middle of the field post-snap, and he's going to be covering the deep quadrant of the field where Johnston is breaking. So maybe the primary coverage here is still the cornerback, but that ancillary defender, that secondary coverage, is this safety, and he's going to have an angle to cut off this throw if quarterback Max Dugan doesn't account for it. Okay, so... You know, depending on the route's location, the nature of the defense, um, the ancillary coverage can be any defender on the field. You know, a, that linebacker, it could be a defensive linebacker dropping into the zone. If the running back is, say, for instance, going to be a target, and maybe he peels off that, and if this route with this this receiver were actually breaking inside, maybe the ancillary coverage is going to be that defensive end dropping back. Could be the safety aligned over under the break of a route. Um, and he determines the target and he works into the path of the break. Or it could be a cornerback peeling off his man-to-man -man assignment that's working through the same area as the intended target. So 
As you can see, ancillary coverage is one of the biggest causes of interceptions. Um, and it's mainly due to the quarterback neither identifying nor accounting for ancillary coverage when they make the decision to throw the ball. So a quarterback may see the nearby coverage, but they may not account for the defender's body position, which is the leverage of the defender relative to the target. So for instance, again, if the if the if we're looking at this linebacker and say the linebacker is going to be covering a running back coming out of the backfield and his body position is has where his back is maybe to the receiver breaking to the inside well if dugan makes the throw on time the defender's chest facing the right boundary and his back to the receiver that leverage is ideal because the time it takes him to turn and try and attack this receiver's route is too long but if the defender has his chest facing the receiver or he's playing over the top where his chest is facing the quarterback and he's looking at the quarterback then based on that break the defender has the leverage advantage and the quarterback should have accounted for that um, so that's an important thing um, there's also situations where maybe the quarterback has no way of seeing the leverage of an ancillary defender but he should know that defender is into the area a good example of this is, say, when a quarterback is working through route progressions to one side of the field um, and then holding the defense with his eyes until he executes a late turn. And then the quick throw to the opposite side of the field comes right after that turn. You know, think of a screen or a throwback or a secondary target that often requires the quarterback to release the ball as soon as he pivots his body to that opposite side of the field. Because the development timeline of the play or pressure arriving because of those two factors there's often little time for a quarterback to turn set and note the ancillary coverage um, before the beginning of the release inserting that final step of uh, ascertaining that that ancillary coverage can derail that the execution of the play so what quarterbacks often do is lean on their pre-snap or early post-snap identification of the entire coverage concept to surmise where the ancillary defenders should be when he makes that late turn. And this guides the quarterback on where to place the ball if, in theory, there isn't supposed to be ancillary coverage in the area. So a, a quarterback properly accounting for ancillary coverage will often place a target in a position that forces the receiver to alter the speed or direction of the break to eliminate the ancillary defender's angle to the ball. This placement often forces the receiver to change his body position to earn the ball, and the change might be difficult, but a necessary one for the receiver. To the uninitiated, this pass may just appear as if it's lacking pinpoint accuracy. However, when we grade quarterback accuracy, we should be accounting for more than the ball reaching the receiver in stride or, exactly, or to the exact spot where the receiver is settled on the, the field. So ancillary coverage is one of those factors quarterbacks and evaluators must take into account. Now what it looks like with Max Dugan on the field here, you're going to see that you have two safeties who are, are high right now, but you see that the safety on the, on the left side of the quarterback is pointing to his safety on the right. Well, they're making an adjustment. Well, that adjustment is that this, this safety is going to be climbing up towards the formation post-snap, and the safety on the right side of the quarterback is actually going to take the deep middle. See that? That's, that's a rotation. You're going to see that. And the safety is actually coming up to cover this back out of the backfield. 
Now Dugan drops back and he notes already that his receiver has leverage on this this deeper zone coverage playing outside shade this cornerback. So it's a combination of the cornerback and the safety rotated over for this route to be accounting to be the coverage for this receiver. Dugan knows that, knows that the receiver has inside leverage and he's going to throw this ball. Now, to the casual viewer, again, if you're not accounting for ancillary coverage, you're just going to lead the receiver downfield towards the inside and let him just continue running as fast as he can to catch this ball in stride. But if you do that, you're eventually going to run into the safety right here. And if you continue to lead him here, instead of, instead of what he did, that receiver may end up running directly into the safety. Instead, Dugan accounts for this by throwing the ball um, behind the receiver, forcing him to s slow down and turn back for the ball. And what this does is he slows the pace of the receiver to buy time to make the play before the safety reaches Johnston, and it forces the receiver to turn his back to the safety, and this protects the ball from the potential contact of the defender. This is accounting for the ancillary coverage. And when you do that, you're making good plays. It may not look like a pinpoint accurate pass if you're just accounting for the receiver's route and where the ball should be thrown if there was no defender there. But Dugan knows the defender's there. So this is a pinpoint throw, even if it's not in the classical sense how people often define it in the casual sphere of watching football. This is an excellent play by Max Dugan and a great example of accounting for peripheral coverage, the peripheral defender or ancillary coverage, as we call it. Whatever you call it, ancillary coverage, peripheral coverage, nearby coverage, the scheme, the quarterback has to account for it. Thanks again for watching. For more RSP NFL glossary terms and definitions, you can find them at Matt Waldman's RSP Film Room on YouTube or my site, www.mattwaldmanrsp.com.